3: Hello and welcome to Bleeding on the Page, the story you are about to listen to is a simple game of chess, written by Samuel Jones and Max Bardsley, starring Norton O'Hara and Mariana Pan, with live music and sound design done by Ollie Macaulay.
2: You're daydreaming again. What? You know I find it offensive when you're not here. With me.
4: Yeah, I know. I'm sorry.
2: You've been mopping since you came back from chess club and I'm beginning to find it tedious. Communication is essential to any working relationship. We should offer our troubles to one another on a platter, not force the people we love to dig it out of us.
4: Sorry, Maria. I just haven't felt myself lately.
2: Well, spit it out.
4: I lost a game of chess.
2: You lost a game of chess? But you're original champion of... West
4: Sussex, I know.
2: But you haven't lost a game in... 18
4: years, I know.
2: Well, who? Who beat you?
4: Trent Lochner. New kid on the block. Can't be older than 19. Chiseled jaw. Hair black. Hair like a raven. Abs. Lots of abs. He wears sunglasses and a leather jacket. And he's mean. And he's cocky. And he's getting win after win after win. With each win he's getting more cred. Less people talk to me at chess club. I knew I had to do something.
2: You challenged him at chess.
4: It was going well at first. In fact I was destroying him. I took his bishops, his knights, and I was about to snatch up his queen. But he didn't even react. Not a peep. Not a squeak. He sat there calmly. It was only when I took his queen that I got a reaction from him. He looked at the chessboard. He looked at me. He looked at the chessboard, and then back up at me. He took off his glasses and said,
2: Oh,
5: oh fuck. I've really fucked this up. i fucked it. I've totally fucked it. Oh wait, I can bring this back.
4: You won't believe what he did next, Marie. You won't believe it. He pulled out a matchbox from his front pocket, opened it ajar, whispered inside it, placed it in the middle of the chessboard, and out the matchbox. Out the matchbox, I swear to God, crawled out a prawn. It ate all my pieces, gnawed them down to sawdust in seconds. He beat me. He took all my pieces with one move. With one move. I haven't seen a chess play like that in the 18 years I've been in the game. Checkmate. It was immense. And it reduced me to dirt. I haven't been able to stop thinking about it since.
2: I'm almost certain that's an illegal move, Gary. What? That's not in the chess rules, is it, Gary? It doesn't say you can put prawns on the board, does it, Gary?
4: I don't know. He was so confident about it. It happened so quickly.
2: Oh, Gary, you silly tube of sausage paste. I'm going to go down there and challenge him to a game. But this time, he is playing by the rules. <coughs> D4 to F5. Uh, Check.
5: Great move, honey. Shh.
2: I think he's gonna do it.
5: Oh. oh, fuck. I've really fucked this up. I've completely fucked it.
3: Wait, I can bring this back.
2: <laughs> Sorry, that's an illegal move. You can't do that in chess.
4: Oh my god, you killed it.
2: I'm sorry. I I crashed your friend. Hello.
4: What's wrong with him?
2: Trent, are you okay?
4: He's melting.
2: No. He's deflating. It,
4: it's like he's just skin. A skin suit.
2: It smells but, but that's impossible. It smells fishy.
4: Yeah. I smell seafood, shrimp
5: or <laughs> back, you fell
4: beast!
2: What is it? What is it? Can you not
5: tell by my pink, shiny carapace? Can you not assume by my tiny, bleedy, black eyes? I am Subquatica, king of the prawn people! My son, the prince of the prom people, was wearing his holiday human suit. In a moment of vulnerability, he climbed out of his flesh suit, and in that moment of vulnerability, you, female human, assassinated him in warm blood. I mourn my son, Zimzi, who you struck down. He was only eight months old. Baby killer! Baby killer! Baby killer! Baby killer!
2: Everybody their goddamn everywhere. The whole cafe is filled with gargantuan pink prawn men.
5: You have fueled the fire of this war. We will enslave this country as penance for your sins. This shithole island will be crushed under my prickly prawn feet. Take them away.
4: No. No, Marie, I love you.
6: Hello and welcome to Bleeding on the Page. That was the first scene of a simple game of chess. With me as always is Max Barsley. Hello, how are you doing Sam? Are you having a good day today? I'm having a wonderful day. <laughs> we get to see this piece brought to life That's by the fabulous good. Ollie McGawley on sounds uh, and music. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Mariana Pan. Pan. Mariana Pan. Do you want to give them your actual last
0: name?
2: Yeah, it's Panayotaki. Write that
3: that, down. Write that down. (laughs) Remember (laughs) it. It's going to be an important thing to Um, remember.
6: Not an O'Hara. Hello.
3: Yeah, poor Ollie. He's been stressing about the sound. (laughs) but he, he's, ju- he's just about got it he's together. He's in the lion's den. He's yeah, in the lion's well. den. He's getting consumed. <laughs> we've got Jack, our producer, watching over us like an overbearing hawk. It's great. It's yes, great six, energy all around.
6: Six people in this room. Six people gonna in this room. We're going to give you an exciting it's podcast It's really hot. Today. I'm wearing very a big warm. furry hoodie. I'm
3: sweating <laughs> everywhere. It's fantastic. It's a bit dystopian, you might say. <laughs> you might say, which is the theme <laughs> oh. of the script. Those are the films that we've been working <laughs> on. I don't know this- if you... Realize this guys, but that's what we've been building off But uh, how, so, how, how are you? Yeah. What, 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 so Mariana, what was your like initial response? Getting the simple game of chess script when you read that opening scene What was what was the first thought that came into your mind? Would you say
2: well? I I loved it. <laughs> it's, it's like it's the typical character that I like doing Marie um, So I thought it was very funny from the beginning and it was I was, I was excited
6: you're not supposed to compliment us.
2: Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was shit. <laughs> I hated
3: it. I hated it. Thank
7: God. It's <laughs> <laughs> caused me nothing but, but, but grief,
6: softball. panic, and disdain <laughs> okay. for you two. No, but what's wonderful is that you've made Marie Greek. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because yeah, you are, I mean, in fact. To. Greek, Greek. Yeah. yeah so we're but not even being we didn't even worked. write her like that yeah, but it's come out way better We, <laughs> think. yeah yeah
3: so if you um, think this is racist though it is mariana's fault not ours <laughs> yeah, yeah. <that's> right. <laughs>
6: yeah because we we knew for sure we wanted to do a dystopian film mm. we knew we wanted to do a dystopian story right from um, the get-go yeah, yeah that's where we wanted to go with this um and we've had this sort of prawn set up chess thing for about six years, we've had yeah. this opening scene.
3: Me, me and Sam came up with this very opening scene. This opening scene is quite close to us. Um, we came up with it at a music festival. We were like really hungover, and Sam loves playing chess with people. And Dude, I just it's my power. <laughs> man. And, and one of us, we we never know who after so much time, <laughs> but one of us said wouldn't it be well funny if you just put like a a prawn prawn on the board? (laughs) (laughs) And from there we came up with that as an, with just that as a scene and we were just going to do it as a sketch. And then, when it got to writing this episode of Bleeding on the Page we were like what do we do what do we do and we were like racking our brains we tried a different idea for ages that's gone down the bin that's gone down in the bin, mm. <laughs> forever. In the bin.
6: Um, that was the idea that Sweden takes over the world Yeah, we were which gonna is a do terrible idea a shit idea
3: mm. we were going <laughs> to do prawn people yeah we obviously. were basically we were playing it was going to be like Sweden instead of prawn people but yeah. prawn people just feel so much more appropriate yeah. sponsored by Ikea <laughs> 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 and (laughs) (laughs) and and we were just like what are we going to do we're not vibing with anything and I was like let's just do the prawn thing (laughs) and and that's what we've done
6: because it's a it's a strange time in the UK I think dystopian stories right now have a Uh, lot of resonance
3: well this is what I was thinking is because I've been I, I, I also did it in at uni they did we did a whole module about like apocalypse uh, like the apocalypse as a theory um which ollie was there for weren't you <laughs> but that w- that was already like very interesting and ever since then i keep noticing loads of motifs of the apocalypse which i think is just because like everyone in england at the moment is feeling all a bit like weird and anxious because what's happening with brexit what's happening with oh, like that's what it's all about isn't it? it's yeah. all about brexit yeah, but because you see you see that with Years and years. This as is what, yeah. That's yeah. what
6: yeah. I was going to go into because Russell T. Davis, uh, showrunner of Doctor Who from 2005, you know, yeah, has uh, come back Class with act. a new banger show called Years and Years.
3: Yeah. Well, we, yeah. so far we've been able to talk about Russ T. Like on both <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> he doesn't leave us a but, sphere of influence. Um, it was it was really interesting because as we were watching it, I was like, oh yeah, like Russell T. Must have been in a similar frame of mind. To us, even yeah. though uh, he did something much better and more articulate, yes, sure. <laughs> comparatively, no, because, because compared what to prawn people, is, is it
6: starts in 2019, and then it just keeps on going years and years into the future. Yeah, and he predicts that Trump's going to get a second term. Yeah, he predicts um some refugee stuff with UK- Ukraine and Russia and potentially uh nuclear kind of war. Yeah, yeah, that's and so right. It diverges into nuclear he war. It grounds it in this like kind of social realist British like family. Yeah. So it's um it's all done very intelligently, but it's mm. also quite fun as well. It's funny. It's
3: really playful at places as well. It really has um it does have Black Mirror qualities to it, the way that the sci-fi is done. They have like a daughter, and she's always got. They've got like projected filters that you can put on your face, yeah, like Snapchat filters. Like she's Snapchat like filters on filter. her face, and it's like a way to not communicate with her parents, um, and like little things like that. And it it kind of reminds me of her, the way mm. that her is like a love story set in like this dystopian sci-fi world. Years and years is actually a family drama set as sort of yeah. the ensuing po- apocalypse takes place. Yeah, yeah. And all this sci-fi stuff is not really what it's about, but it's happening in the background and informing
6: the characters as it goes on. One thing I really like that Russell captured was he has characters talking about flat earth theory. The <laughs> yeah. Kind of like weird conspiracy theories that's been sprunging out over the Absolutely. last couple of years. And you don't really see that on TV. Well, because I was thinking,
3: I was talking about that I was like, we reached a point where there's like a broad consensus now that things are insignificant or nothing means anything, which has led people to in a place where they can like almost justify any opinion they want. And yeah, like yeah. you you within the framework of this idea of th- everything being insignificant of like this nihilist philosophy, this postmodern ideology that kind of permeates through us you're actually able to justify like really odd ideas quite effectively. Yeah. Uh, which is something that Russell T like really seems to like tap into and understand and understand how someone can, can get in that mindset. It's not like he's necessarily critical of it. Yeah. Which yeah. is what I like. It, it's like the years and years as a show doesn't like spend time like criticizing people.
6: Yeah, yeah, but it's
3: funny because we didn't watch. You watched it before as we were writing, didn't you? Yeah,
6: yeah, I did a bit. Yeah, I, I, I just thought it was interesting that just as we were releasing this, Russell T Davis is coming out with his own dystopian take. Yeah, and similar to us, he, we're about to go years and years into the future. That's exactly right. Invasion. What a brilliant transition! Thanks, Thanks. Ozzy,
3: (laughs) (laughs) coming in with that given us the praise <laughs> so yeah if you guys are feeling ready and rested and prepped absolutely let to yeah. Yeah, let's go let's
6: go. Go. britain after the prawn invasion absolutely <laughs> you're, you're you're doing this babe. yeah i'm doing mm-hmm. this fab bit. fab fab
7: Hello and welcome to Human News, the news for humans by humans. Our top story today, it's more good news for the lovely prawn invaders, as our big handsome king Subquatica has started building 38 million new luxury prawn villas. For us humans, sadly, housing still remains unavailable. In other news, what are you doing for the five-year anniversary of the prawn invasion? Is it eating chocolate? As a reward for the five long years of peaceful servitude, good, kind, large and attractive King Subquatica has raised the choco rations by a whole five units. He has also promised to broadcast a live human execution tonight at 7 on BBC Two. So that's something to look forward to, if you can find a TV. Hail Subquatica, hail! Crime Watch time, Crime Watch time, it's Crime Watch time. Who do you need to watch out for? Gary Del Delino. He's escaped four maximum security prawn prisons. He guts and stuffs us humans, and he could be in a sewer or slum near you. You could know him. You could know one of his associates, you could even be related to him. If you know anything or suspect anyone, report it immediately to the nearest guard stationed in the jurisdiction of your residency area. Don't think, just act.
5: Ew, I hate human news. I hate those disgusting poo-smelling monkey men. Yes,
7: barkeep, barkeep, two pints of delicious seawater for me and my good friend Raza here. Aw,
5: thanks Gazza. Have you ever noticed how much the humans hate seawater?
7: Yeah. My human slaves were asking for beer the other day. Obviously, I said no and spanked them. <laughs> Ew, how gross is that? Beer tastes like wheat. Why would you want to consume something that grows out of the dirt? That's full of poo! Thank God Subquatica
5: banned beer and cigarettes all over Prawn Island. Hail, Hail King, King Subquatica! Hail! Hail. Humans are so dumb. They are made up of over 50% water, yet they don't have gills.
7: Yeah, and they're filthy too. You should have seen my human house when I first moved in. They had weird, stupid pictures of themselves hung up on the wall. It took weeks for the stench of poo to fade.
5: (laughs) Yes, I'm just in the process of replacing all of the disgusting carpeting with lovely seaweed. They didn't even have a salmon stapled to the door. I know! How are they meant to keep out the bad
7: omens? Speaking of bad omens, have you noticed that strange hooded person at the bar With the chequered lunchbox? Yes. And it suddenly smells a lot like poo in here. Do you think it's a
4: human? No prawn smells like that, Gazza.
7: Hey! You, over there, with the
4: chequered lunchbox! Enjoying your seawater poo eater? As much as anything else you produce, you
5: shrimp pimp twats. You should speak to us with more respect, Dirt Walker. We're generals. What's in your
7: lunchbox, poo monkey? Um,
5: my lunch? Open it now,
7: that's an order. Oh my god! A prawn sandwich? Gazza?
5: Do
7: you have any idea how insulting that is? Gazza? How would you like it if I came into your sewer bars with a sandwich filled with your babies? Gazza? Oh, you will pay for this, you poo-covered twat! Vengeance shall be mine! I will- Gazza! What?! Where's the barkeep? Oh my god! Human, what did you-
4: Lunchtime's over.
5: Oh my god! (laughs) You-you-you shot Gazza! You-you shot-you shot him! Where's Chunky? I will never tell you the location of the prom princess, shit eater. You'll have to kill me first! Where's Chunky? I don't know her I don't know her location. It, it, it's top secret! No one tells me anything! Oh! Oh! Where the uh, fuck is Chunkwee? Uh, she's at Atlantis arcade! Now stop it! Take your figures out of my buggerhole! I can't! And stuff. Oh, oh god This is torture What is it even you want from our kind Revenge
6: oh. Well, wow, wasn't that
5: Frightfully entertaining <laughs> <laughs> oh, So beautiful so, Gar- <coughs>
6: Norton your character Gary He's come from a a long way away. A long way in those five years since way. we last saw him. Yeah, um, you know, wh- what do you think he's been doing in those five years? Learning how to raise
4: his voice, probably. <laughs> yeah, definitely, <laughs> he's definitely got
6: yeah. a bit more. Uh, yeah, he's charisma.
4: Uh, he's quite an interesting fellow, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We will uh, we will explore more. Who do you
3: who ways. do you relate? You know, so <laughs> when you're playing, you know, him as a character, who what sort of figures, icons do you find yourself drawing from? To sort of portray him? Who are the key mm. uh, people that you've used to sort of picture and construct the character of Gary Delladino? Oh, definitely
4: my mother. Um, <laughs> she's she's <laughs> frightful. <laughs> she she's <scares> absolutely ghastly. <laughs> does, she, does she demand to know where
6: Chonkweef is sometimes?
4: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she just sneezes and it comes out with uh, John Oh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs>
3: does she ever like punch you? And then put her fingers up your bugger hole. Yeah. To God's g- yeah, um, Happens uh, to the best of us. Uh, n- no happens comment, to the worst no of comment. us. But it happens to the best <laughs> of us too. Uh, you know, it happens to all sorts. The, the worst of us,
4: the worst part being the bugger hole. It is the yeah. worst part, yeah. <laughs> so, so those
6: of us um, might want to criticise me and Max for writing an exposition scene through a TV... Uh, we got that from from watching a lot of these dystopian yeah, films. Yeah, yeah, they it's do pretty that pretty much all the, the fucking time.
3: Twenty eight days later, you get Children of Men. Children of Men. You get like
6: Nineteen Eighty
7: Four. Nineteen
3: Eighty Four. Context through Brazil. the TV. Brazil. Mm. You know, you think we're plebs. Well, if you do, mm-hmm. you think every one of those people is plebs too, you
6: idiot. You think Terry <laughs> Gilliam's a pleb.
3: You, you think you Terry think... Gilliam's a pleb. <laughs> you Sounds think like Danny you...
6: Boyle's a pleb. Sounds
3: like you might be a pleb then, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe but, not. Because
6: Children of Men's how we started this yeah, crazy adventure. Because Sam
3: hadn't seen it, no, and I'd seen it recently. And I was like, bro, like you're going to love Children of Men. And sat I sat him down in front of it. One of the things that makes Children of Men particularly interesting, because we focused on British dystopians, but Children of Men is directed by a spy.
5: Spanish man. <laughs>
6: <laughs>
3: but um, which is which is actually like but he's interesting. Got Britain in such a great way. He really captured Obviously it, yeah. As well,
6: he, he, it was made in like 2008 or something. Yeah, um, Sorry, I don't know when. Well, because it's, it's got 2012 Olympic stuff yeah. in
3: it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the world building in *Children of Men* I think is actually some of the most expert. World building done in just one sequence as well because the film opens up and you pretty much get like one shot of the character walking through the city of London.
6: Do you, have you guys seen Children of Men? no
3: no, no. 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 Well, no. We're, we're, Guys. We're, this is why <laughs> no, we so have you so here so we can act <laughs> yeah. like you're the audience me. children
6: of men is basically a, it's set in the future and basically everyone's been everyone's stopped being able to have children yeah what? so no one can have kids and what do you do in the world where no one can have children like, you flip what's the out point of living yeah like, what's the point because you know you can't once continue. your generation always. dies out like that's, yeah. the, that's yeah. the end of the world essentially so it
3: kind of looks at a world with those repercussions
6: and Britain's got the whole carry on keep calm, carry on yeah. carry it's
3: on <laughs> we are do it what is it it's like the blitz positivity yeah, where it's exactly. like, your
5: <laughs> <laughs> tighten your bottle belt so your if we can't have children <laughs>
3: who gives a fuck uh, if we can't yeah. eat food we've got to uh-huh. keep the energy going <laughs> keep working keep consuming never stop the British way <laughs> consumerism and the opening yeah.
6: scene is amazing because it's Clive Owen like walking through this cafe and like on the on the TV is like news about the youngest person ever on, on earth just he died yeah he got shot didn't he yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. and then just like out of nowhere the cafe he's in just like fucking blows up yeah and like, like just. Gets well repped. doesn't it
3: start with him uh, doesn't it start with him like leaving work like or like doesn't it start with him like getting on a bus first yeah to you see them drive sea. past all these yeah. refugees and one of the great things about Children and Men one of the reasons why it's actually one of the mm. more stellar like apocalypse dystopian films is that when you um what what are the, yeah is that it has Really long shots that like really yeah, ground show it. Show the whole m- world. Show yeah. the whole world. It's constantly panning in action sequences because it's the same director as Gravity. Yeah. Um, and he really indulges in really placing you Alphonsic in the scene. Kieran. Yeah, and getting your camera to move about, and it it makes the world feel so expansive. So there's a couple of times. There's about three instances where you get really long takes, which are about just like witnessing the environment taking place and the environment kind yeah. of falling in on the characters. I
6: think another thing that really helps like the british dystopian film is just like the casting yeah because in that film we've got clive owen who i love shoot him mm. great and uh, yeah and then 28 days later you've got brendan gleason no Lester cillian Edgson. and cillian, Mercy. cillian Murphy, yeah yeah, as well. yeah, who's, yeah. Fuck,
3: who's amazingly stellar
6: and then 1984 you've got john hurt leading that. yeah
3: but i also think like the biggest the most important aspect to a dystopian or an apocalyptic-esque film is always down to like the design and the set and how you use the environment to tell the story of how the world was ravaged basically i think that's what makes them uniquely satisfying to watch um, um
6: yeah i don't know yeah, we, just, we, we referenced 1984 with the choco Rashes. yeah yeah well. so in
3: 1984 one of the things they do is uh they raise people's choco rations and like we've brought up the choco rations and we just like lo- i love the phrase choco rations yeah <laughs> do you guys have any like dystopian apocalypse films that like are Speak important to, to you you know ollie mariana norton it's an open oh. question
4: um okay clockwork, orange. clockwork just, orange is just the classic you know? it absolutely just, can't is. go wrong with because
6: i didn't even know it was particularly dystopian you mm-hmm. know because it seems quite like you know i just thought the 80s was like that. yeah it's just got <laughs> yeah. yeah i thought that's how they lived <laughs> yeah. right
3: that was just their normal day to day yeah no clockwork orange is a unique is very unique as well i think it's another case uh like the film we were talking about last like uh, we were talking about with um the russell t davis show years uh, and years yeah years and years it's another case of like the environment is actually not quite what the story is the yeah. sort of the fact that england's in a bad state isn't what the narrative revolves around yeah. it's the it's the, it's you sort of his experience within that his unique experience as well um i always like it because they the stories so often told in dystopians are like really specific mm-hmm. Weirdly, like, yeah, yeah. um, and they follow like one character arc, and it's like you only ever feel like you've gotten a snippet, except for something with like *Children of Men*, which actually feels like it taps into the grandness yeah. that can come with a dystopic well, or apocalyptic film.
6: There's also like this sort of action hybrid with a lot of these films as yeah. well, which is why that sort of scene we've just done is <laughs> this is sort of Batman-esque. Is like, our, sort of action scene? <laughs> is our <laughs> attempt at like a little Batman audio? All the audi- action and audio dramas don't tend to correlate particularly.
3: <laughs> but, well, but I think we right made on. it work yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God we're oh, yeah. so good we're so
6: good <laughs> <No> <laughs> really it out <laughs> really, yeah, got to the bottom of it a lot of these films are denied happy endings as well so 28 mm. Days Later 1980 28 or... Days
3: Later has a happy ending the zombies starve <laughs> and they go to a little house on the hills
6: yeah but it's, it's still dark It's like a mixed bag. Children of
3: Men also has a slightly implied... It's a mixed bag. 1984
6: is the bleakest. 1984 is fuck you. Brazil, really depressing.
3: Uh, Clockwork Orange ends on a kind of a positive note.
6: Is the world going to get better, though? Well, Mm. the the world was never going to get better. in It was already fucked. Yeah, it is.
3: That's the that's (laughs) the accepted universe and culture in Clockwork Orange. He's just a product of it. Yeah, yeah. that's my uh, essay for (laughs) (laughs) Clockwork Orange, handing that right in.
6: (laughs) 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 Well, um, I think it's time to get on more with this plot. Are we ready? (laughs) So so excited! We we've (laughs)
3: just got Gary finding out the location of the prawn princess princess Chonquif, which is at. The abandoned Atlantis Arcade. How are you feeling, Oliver? Are you good to go? Yeah? (laughs) Yeah? Yeah. (laughs) So whenever you're ready, let's do scene three.
1: I love playing this human arcade games. They're like a magical portal into another universe one where there's no hate no violence simple little blippy blips moving from blip to blip to blip What do you think, Blitza?
5: Yes, Princess Chonkweef, I too am transfixed by these blipping images. <laughs> More crap?
1: No, I am full and crisp. Whatever
5: you want, Chonkweef, we are your humble servants. Hail, Princess Chonkweef, hail!
1: More skips?
5: If you wish it, then so be it. I love your- HALT!
4: Playtime's
5: over Stop, Stop in the in name, the name that of all that, that is, watery. is watery You, you are, are in the presence pr- of pr- Princess pr- Chongqueef The prophesied pr- holy child pr- of the prom Lower,
1: people are you caviar Cannon Gord We do not wish this man any harm But
5: the bounty on this m-
1: I have been expecting you, Gary But,
5: but Princess, the bounty on this Leave man Leave
1: us, guards.
5: But King of Sabata- Leave us!
1: How did you... know you were coming You would be surprised about what I know, Gary. And what I don't know. Like how to play this game. Miss Pac-Man, it befuddles me. I keep dying.
4: I'm more of a chess man myself.
1: Yes. A strategist is what I'm after. But tell me, Gary. What is it that you want?
4: It used to be simple. I had my beautiful, caring wife. Worked a decent nine to five job. Dinner at home. She was a good cook, she was, my Marie. Had my chess. I had it all. And then your father came, stinking of fish. That bright pink bastard took away my dignity. Took away my love and left me with nothing. And then the invasion happened. You kicked me out of my home. Threw me onto the streets. For years my mind was mush. Do you have any idea what that's like? Having everything taken away from you? Then I started huffing glue. It gave me my focus back. Made me realise something. In chess, everyone knows. You take enough pieces. Eventually, you get to the king. And what's the most valuable piece on the board? The queen.
1: But I'm a princess! I don't
4: give a shit what you are! Subquatica took someone I love! A piece? For a piece. That's all I'm interested
1: in. You think blowing my brains all over Miss pac will end this war? If so, do it. But understand this. Life is not a game of chess. We are not simply pieces to be picked off blip by blip. Your actions ave consequences, and your consequences ave still more consequences! If it is revenge you seek, then by all means, obliterate my care all over the floor! If this filthy arcade, continue your personal battle until the day you die! It will only fill you with more hate until there is nothing that will separate you from my father! But. If it is salvation that you want, true change, then we can work together and bring an end to this senseless conflict which has befallen both our people.
4: Together? With a fucking prawn?
1: Did you ever think as to why we came to your... Are you having glue?
4: I need it for my focus. Carry on.
1: Did you ever wonder as to why we came to your lands in the first place?
4: For our valuable plunder?
1: No! It was for uuuubris. What? Uuuubris.
4: Do you mean hubris?
1: Yes. That's what I'm saying. My father has always been a power-hungry tyrant. Like the hungry cheese wheel Miss Buckman always wanting, never being fulfilled before the okay was Prawn Island. We prawns would come to your country on holiday in our inflatable human costumes. We would take part in simple human activities to understand your culture. We would do things like queuing, things like tea and biscuits, things like- Chess? Yes, that simple human game, chess. It was always eluded us, but my brother, the prince, and heir to the throne, was very fond of it. He would play, but being such a feisty child would often leave the safety of his human disguise to destroy the pieces in juvenile frustration. It was during one of those games, whilst on holiday with our father, that he met his demise at the hands of your wife. You weren't to you know the horror that was to come with this action. Oh, Junkweep! junkwee! Oh, sorry, I am crying. Junkwee, junkwee! It's just so sad. In the beginning, we merely wanted a way to escape the horrible pollution that had befallen us under the sea. Plastic bags, straws and turtles' noses, oil spills. Subquatica promised that if he was in control, he would make the world a cleaner place, a better place, above and below the earth. But it has not become better, he has only made it worse. And now, the air smells of poo, something he blames on the humans, And all the while, he sits in his throne room, eating chicken and boiling with the skulls of his enemies. (laughs) We're on the brink of a revolution, Gary. The prom people yearn to return to the field of wet sand under their pincers. We wish to be swayed once again by the ocean tide and to hop from pebble to pebble to pebble. Oh, how I miss the pebbles, chunk Chonkweep! But we cannot return until the oceans are clean once more. Does the feces in the air not burn your nostrils too?
4: I can't smell it. Well, it
1: is there! My point is, Gary, if I overthrow Subquatica and take the throne, the bronze will obey my command. They need someone to follow. Without that, we are lost.
4: Like ants?
1: No, like a hive mind under a monarchical structure.
4: That is ants.
1: Maybe so. But I refuse to send my people back into the filthy ocean. This is why I need you, Gary. (laughs) When I get my people to return to where we belong, I... Need you <laughs> to lead the humans and fix this poisonous environment.
4: I'll fix this environment. I'll fix my country with bullets and brawn and brain. I don't give one single damn about prawn politics. Hell, I barely even care about myself. But I want my country back. Just tell me what I got to do, Chonquif.
1: Guards, get me more skips.
3: Woo, woo, woo. Very nicely. <laughs> Well, Don. done. Well, well done well done that was well a big done. bit of speech you had there yeah, under your was, hands yeah, we made
6: up for you not being in the last scene yeah I mean, that's right by like, just making
0: you well, the next yeah, yeah. scene <laughs> Yeah.
6: yeah. How, did, how, how do you feel you know um, giving off all that you know
2: um, I need my time to get back into normal voice no I'm kidding I'm <laughs> um, i I just I've always wanted to be a princess yes. and <laughs> even if it's a proud princess I love it you I know, really do the thing is
3: is like I've always seen you as a prawn princess if Aww. you were ever going to be <laughs> a princess i think that's the cutest thing you've ever you know, said to day me. one i saw you mariana i went She's that's fishing. a prawn that's a, that's, <laughs> that's a prawn princess yeah. if i've ever seen it was, one it was
6: really cute because we did a rehearsal over the weekend and mariana was just like what disney princess am i most like <laughs> yeah and we concluded it was Mo- moana. moana yeah and then John we all watched, like moana and then we all watched moana yeah you what did, <laughs> yeah ollie what did
3: you think of moana
6: I mean, like, it's, it's, it's like one of those, like, Disney films, isn't it? It's just <laughs> one of those that's, Disney that's, films.
3: That's the <laughs> same structure. Oh, there's someone, and they want a thing, and they can't yeah. have it, oh, and they get um, yeah. it, and then everyone's annoyed, that they do something good, and
6: everyone's like, oh, that was fun. What about the music, though? Surely, oh, music. Come on. Like, <laughs>
3: guy from Hamilton. You love him. He's your favourite. You love Hamilton. You love Hamilton. You love Hamilton you don't you, Ollie? He there. has
6: this fantastic ability. It's shared by him and one other, which is same thing over and over again and make loads of money <laughs> yeah. and carly ray jepson and carly ray <laughs> jepson that is yeah, true yeah <laughs> i wish i could do it no, just
0: too
3: well yeah but to be fair like all your work with sansan only takes four minutes oh yeah, it takes
2: mm-hmm. four minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, that was
6: some great music alongside yeah, that. yeah you like, absolutely know, did it help you mariana to I hear did. the music I as you're were... performing uh,
2: it just made me feel so sad yeah about the oceans uh, how where does
3: that voice for chunk we've come from have you always had it or did was did that come about specifically for the so, character
2: um you told me that you want me to do this and that i would be a prawn princess and so yeah. that's the first thing that popped into my head like, <laughs> you asked me oh what would your voice be like and it was the first thing that came out i was like yeah yeah I kind of like that and I was
3: like she's got it she's yeah, got it she Easy. is a prom princess Easy. I was <laughs> right all along That's <laughs> it's, I said. It's, a, it's a
2: mixture between my actual princess voice yeah. and like a pro- how I think it what <laughs> <sounds laughs> it like <laughs> <laughs> Sam have this thing where they like, they'll like they come up to you and be like can you do this kind of voice or they came up to me and
0: went <laughs> like,
7: Ollie and I was like yeah and they went we need a bugger hole sound
0: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> we need a bugger hole we a whole prawn sound
6: I look visual uh, diagrams of the bugger hole. We do we drew a prawn person. <laughs>
3: yeah. You know, it is funny, you do you do have to give out weird requests for this. Yeah. Like sometimes I remember in the rehearsal we were like, right, so you're like a prawn princess, you know, you've been abandoned by your father. Like all of this <laughs> yeah. content is trying yeah. to like ground these yeah. really absurd characters. Yeah. But I really like the voice. It's um it's funny, it just makes me laugh. And I love all the weird like Extensions and like emphases, like you can tell that she's not shouldn't be speaking English as (laughs) well.
2: I've just learned so much about prawns the past (laughs) few days, and I have a lot of questions still. Well, you've learned
3: about the prawn people. We we didn't actually use any prawn facts (laughs) and making this all historically (laughs) accurate. They do (laughs) have a carapace. They are covered in a carapace. I think that's the most technical we we got with prawns.
6: Monarchical structure.
3: Yeah, they do have a monarchical... Sp- I don't even know if prawns have a hive mind, but the prawn people can have a they, hive they mind. They can
6: do whatever the hell we want. We
3: because made we, them up. we
5: made them up. There's physically. no such thing this as prawn This isn't real, guys! Guys, guys there's this no this isn't such thing prawn people. Uh, like, if they, oh, have, oh, a mind, they have a hive mind, they have a hive mind. Jesus.
3: Yeah, for
6: this seg- segment, I thought I'd, I'd spice it up a bit. Mm. And we're going to compare two films together. All right. One was made for 17 million. Yeah. And the other one was made for anywhere between 100 to 150 million. Okay. One of them is sick and one of them's not good right so the first one is Doomsday by Neil Marshall which is sick which was made for 17 million which is cheap that's like pennies it's pennies for a feature film and it's so good it like wears it wears like it's references on its sleeve it's very proud of what it is yeah Yeah. so it's opening is basically Escape from New York (laughs) yeah which is basically like
3: with a a woman who can like who's got a bionic eye that she can like use to spy on things does she have a robot arm or no no just the eye yeah Yeah, but it's some Maybe. some far out stuff
6: the whole of Scotland has been taken over by this disease Yeah, We've walled off Scotland and it, the disease and just the present- kills
3: people it's just like just kill you the disease and they,
6: <laughs> there might be a cure yes in Scotland because there's life signs in Scotland so they've sent in, Scotland, in this girl with the bionic eye to go into similar to escape from new york into this like cesspool this waldorf place and they get there and it's mad max yeah so it's just Mac- mad max in scotland so it's like <laughs> scottish mad max um and then from that segment on it moves into a medieval segment where they're mm. all living in a castle in scotland and <laughs> yeah. having like sword fights with it's, each it's it's
3: really really weird it's really <laughs> bonkers and despite some like odd color grading choices i think it's it's, it's also really lit. Like, yeah, it really is. It's one fun. of my favorites on here. It's just yeah, so it's, it's really. The moment you watch Doomsday, you're like, I found it. You feel like you found a gem. You feel yeah. like special for the rest of the day. It's one of those en- The
6: ending as well is amazing. Yeah. It, it's sad there's not a second one.
3: It
6: Yeah. I Go wish on for Neil it. Marshall Yeah, he's, he's just making a bunch Hellboy. Of... Yeah, he's just doing Hellboy. He's just now. done Hellboy in a bunch of Game of Thrones episodes, and they're all cool and stuff. But, but like, come Doomsday on. Doomsday 2. Stop
3: wasting your time. Give us Doomsday 2. Hashtag oh, where's uh, Doomsday, Doomsday 2. two. <laughs> Make <laughs> Doomsday. Doomsday 2 now. It's my favorite movie ever.
6: All one hashtag.
3: All one hashtag. Yeah. Get it trending. And
6: then the other film, which lost 80 million, it lost 80 million. <laughs> Mortal Engines.
5: Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> Not Mortal Engines. <laughs> Peter what? Jackson
3: fucking that man <laughs> should be an ideal candidate to make an apocalypse movie. Exactly. And do you know what? Mortal Engines even though technically it is sort of an apocalypse movie is not an apocalypse it's movie. More fantasy, isn't it's it? like it a really more fantasy. doofy fantasy yeah. movie. It's got the guy from Misfits in it. Have you seen the guy from Have you seen Misfits? Nicholas yeah, Holt. Which, which one? Not Nicholas Holt. Oh. It's He's a curly it. haired boy. No, Nicholas Holt. Oh, the Hull's one who played not. Nathan. Yes, yeah. that's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Robert yeah. Sheehan. Robert Sheehan. Well, yeah. Well, you can just listen back to the podcast and write him down. Mm. Yeah. Congrats. <laughs> that's,
6: what, that's what Max's dad. That's <laughs> what my dad did. <laughs> my dad. He, <laughs> he to it, was like, "Yeah, I wrote down the films that you said I
3: should watch." And we're like, Sound, man, that's so decent." But Mortal
6: Engines not a film you should watch.
3: Mortal Engines is a film you should steer very clear of. Me and Sam. What misfits? <laughs> yeah, Mortal Engines like is really it it's feels really ju- confused, confused and juvenile is yeah. what it feels like. It's just really. such a mess of a film. Yeah, and it's it's got Hugo
6: Weaving in it. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's it doing with Hugo and Weaving? It's got countless it. scenes where like they're just coming out with this hammy, like over the top dialogue, and like they're really trying to make you give a shit. Yeah, and, like the whole time you're just like you're just like. You think that Peter Jackson thinks he's making a classic, like he's convinced himself this is my this is my next
3: Lord of the Rings, guys. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Have you ever seen pictures of Peter Jackson's feet?
0: (laughs) Yeah,
6: yeah, I've seen those. Did you Did you know that the 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 costume designer, the
3: Hobbit feet, are based Based off off of (laughs) Peter Jackson's feet? That's how like grotesque that man's feet. (laughs) And if. If a man's got feet as disgusting as that, how can you rate any of his films after that? Yeah, I couldn't rate Paris Hilton, any of Paris Hilton's films after I saw her feet either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this one of the bad <laughs> ones. Her, yeah. her toe looks like a thumb. I'm sorry, but I'm just that. putting it out there.
6: What Paris Hilton films would you see if she...
3: Well, yeah. the ones I'm not seeing is her sex tape, for sure. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
6: um, Awful
3: pacing. <laughs> Terrible colour grade. I'm it's I'm a narrative. Am I <laughs> supposed to believe this? Am <laughs> I yeah. supposed to believe this? You know it's just it's green tinted first of all <laughs> where's the color grading kim kardashian did a much better job and she's got <laughs> editing in it so yeah
6: but in conclusion mortal engines is like all the all the <laughs> different, it, all, no, the different all the different buildings all the different cities feel so similar this and is it just lacks this and is and kind
3: of mortal engines is a type of film that makes you like lose enthusiasm for blockbusters absolutely because like there's no there doesn't seem to be any ambition or originality or sense of fun to it, even though it's got the funnest concept like me and sam were game for mortal engines mortal engines didn't have have to be good it had to be like the minimum to entertain us it had to have like good car battles and good fight sequences it could have been as bad as the dialogue was and if it had really good like action sequences or even passable ones we'd probably be like that's okay
6: yeah it's, it's giant it's cities jo- destroying each other on wheels that's like, the plot is like all the cities of
3: the world are, or is it the world or just is the, yeah, yeah, so the world yes so that world is like a landmass uh due to some sort of big Weapon going off, so all these cities are on wheels and they go around fighting each other all the time. And
6: London's like the big bad one,
3: which should be really sick, and instead it's just like it. There's no sense of joviality to it, which is the opposite with Doomsday, exactly. which has no money at all behind it. And uh, and but like everyone in that project is really in, project is really enthusiastic. Yeah. Um. And is that that's enthusiasm? The enthusiasm is what you can get behind. I swear
6: is Doomsday has more sense for scale. Because it you does can see all these crowd shots and all these yeah. huge things happening it moves from one location to the next really fast. really nicely and directed crowd Engines, sequences it feels as well very tight and like yeah. it's a lot of scenes and people in corridors talking. lots of characters and alone then, they're
3: isolated it, a lot of the time as well
6: and then when it comes to the action scenes it's filled with CGI and it's yeah just
3: it's it's really like oh yeah it's a, it's a it's just a shame because Peter Jackson could have really like done something good
6: Hopefully one day he'll go back to making good Well, maybe
3: he'll listen to this and realize what is good. (laughs) (laughs) Guys
6: guys ripped on me from model engines. What sort of aspects
3: of Doomsday do you think helped inform us writing uh, this script, Um, A Simple Game of Chess? Because I know we had a lot of ideas because a lot of things from this, because I like in the script, for instance, the whole scene with Chonquif shouting at gary If you think you can blow my carapace right. all over that the arcade, Peter we that yeah. was also Peter Jackson. So, <laughs> so we just a good one. we just like <clears throat> the reference point for that was the scene where Gandalf starts freaking out, which we showed mariana <laughs> yeah. She the hasn't scene. seen
6: Lord of the Rings.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well. Um, yeah. Yeah. What's your <laughs> excuse? What's your <laughs> excuse?
3: Because <laughs> the thing.
2: It just—I I don't know. Okay, I'll watch it <laughs> at some point. It's just
3: like, eh. Does the Lord of the Rings count as an apocalypse? It's a fantasy film, yes, but it does it's have same, apocalyptic like elements.
6: Yeah. it's, an it's a fantasy, really. man. It's a fantasy. Yeah, it has to yeah, be applied to reality. Is fantasy it? dude.
3: Yeah, but because the thing with that, when we write these scripts, is because we write them in a week <laughs> um it's it's all about finding the things that you can just completely draw from yeah, exactly. um and rip off but then the more we do that the more i notice that like lots of films are constantly doing that that's what was really interesting watching this the dystopian films is because they're quite a small uh, number of yeah. small number of them you see how many like you see how many films like rip off yeah. like 1984 I think for the instance. the main
6: aspect we got from neil marshall's doomsday is that like oh, he's just done Escape from New York. Oh, he's just done yeah. Max. He's and just he's doing completely that, just taken those concepts yeah. and just ran done. with them. And he hasn't got any shame about that. No. And that is the epiphany of how we feel that's, about
3: that's, writing. That's what we think of. Yeah. That is our belief of writing. Neil, that's our philosophy. Thanks Neil Rip off so much that no one can tell because it's such an <laughs> awkward <laughs> mishmash of stuff. <laughs> because I was thinking the opening, the scene in the bar where he kills the prawns is slightly Batman, obviously. Yeah. But it's also, no, like I, I picture that bar as like a 1980s style bar yeah, same, so same. i'm like that's that's really the resource that i was drawing from that i think we were drawing from for that um but then it was like goofing it up a lot and then the Ch- princess chunk scene. have seen what i do know is like especially like moving onwards and that from the beginning of that scene we're drawing a lot i think from game of thrones that we were watching at the time yeah we were we were infusing that kind of politic politics but like really dumb version of oh, the and politics. Aquaman. And Aquaman, <laughs> but we really realized we accidentally ripped <laughs> off Aquaman. With its environmental message, which this, yeah. this has this a very strong, strong environmental, environmental message. Because me and Saves Sam are the about environment. saving the earth, protecting the people. Saving the fishes. The penguins are drowning, everyone. <laughs> the ice caps are melting. <laughs> and the and polar bears are losing their hair.
6: Do polar bears have ears? No, but they have <laughs> hair loss. <laughs> they have hair loss. Can you imagine? <laughs> do no, they
3: have they little bear ears, round bear ears, or are they yes, flat-headed? They of course they do. They ears. What they kind have, of is? Pointy ones? they got little holes,
2: aren't they? No, they're like,
3: yeah, see, no, one, no, none of you are really that sure on it, are you? <laughs> I knew that. No, would I'm trying to
4: reflect back to not. when I last bear And a now bit, I'm like fucking <laughs>
3: with the audience.
6: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: anyway,
3: think on polar bears. Let's
6: let's let's see how we're gonna end this, Dan. Yeah, <laughs> let's, right. okay. the, last okay. scene, the final scene. We've all act. been building up to this ending. Let's see. This is me and Matt have this, pulled off.
3: Have we pulled off a simple game of chess? <laughs> um, if you have any feedback or criticisms to give, us send them our way. We made this in a week, so we won't listen to any inquiries. Inquiries at nitpicks. Inquiries at <laughs> okay. We will okay. read
6: out your angry emails.
3: We will. Yeah. We'll do it on the podcast. Any yeah. criticism, we'll read them on the podcast mm. and respond I mean, to them. Yeah. It'll be really funny. It'll be great. <clears throat> <laughs> all right, it right, right. is. Are we ready to go? Just give me a point when you want me to start.
5: And it is that reason and that reason alone why I am cancelling all choco rations for the humans. End broadcast!
7: And we're cut.
5: Great job, Subquatica. Ah, I feel good today! Prawn Boys, my prophets, what do you see in my future? The, the
4: complete, complete obliteration of Prawn Island is imminent. Fire and hell rain
5: shall fall upon all our people. Very good! Bring me more chicken!
7: Huh? King Subquatica, your daughter Chonkweef returns, and she has in her grasp the legendary Prawn Slayer.
5: The Prawn Slayer, eh? You can never be too sure with these types. Guards, ready your caviar cannons in case something goes awry. Prawn boys, how do you see this going for us?
4: Death is the shadow that follows us all. Soon we will all be sent to the Black Lagoon for eternity.
5: Very good! Bring them in! Ah, my tiny daughter Chonkweef, the hero of the hour! Very good, Gary, very, very good, not a bad step at all, you got the Porn Slayer, and uh, you've done really, yeah, well, now, Porn Slayer, anything to say for yourself?
4: Fucking hell, you're f-
5: LARGE, you mean? I'm as big as they come! On my chicken diet, I've risen to the size of a mighty prawn god! Or an expensive fridge! (coughs) Kitsy, get me a new bucket! (laughs) The vomiting's the only drawback, but you know what they say? You gotta break some eggs to make an omelette. And my beautiful body is the omelette. Bring me more chicken!
1: Oh, Father, my loins shiver in disgust to see you this way. Yes,
5: yes, very good. Broadcast! I want to do a broadcast! Kitsy! get the cameras ready. Anything for you, big boy. Oh, he's so nice.
1: Father... What is this?
5: My loyal subjects adore an execution! Oh how they will praise me for the death of the prawn slayer! Hail Subcotica! Hail! Hail. Hail. plum boys! Fancy devouring this sorry son of a bitch? Yeah. <laughs> My prophets are hungry! Okay, we are going live in three, two... Good day shit eaters and water lovers! It is I, your favorite king, Sukwataka! In this very special broadcast, I bring before you a tasty morsel for your pleasure. <coughs> that is Gary, the Prawn Slayer! Who, for his crimes against the prawn people, shall be eaten live on the telly by my prophets, the Prawn Boys. Also, my daughter CHONQUEEF has returned from her gap here. <clears throat> Hail, Hail, King Sukwataka! Hail! Hail. Any last words? Oh, fuck!
4: Oh, f- I've really fucked this up. But wait, wait! I can bring this back. Oh. <laughs> oh, Ow! Oh! Ow! 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 <laughs> Ow! My leg! Ah!
5: Very good! Very good! Good gun action! That was real impressive! You know what? I was almost disappointed in you, Gary the Prawn Slayer. But then you pulled two Desert Eagles out of my daughter's bugger holes and proceeded to gun down all my guards, friends and prawn boys in 10 seconds.
4: And there's only one more target left.
5: Not! A step closer, goers. You see this button on my throne? If I slam my fat, chunky fist down on this button, it will let off all of Prawn Island's nukes. And I have them directly aimed at your pathetic humans.
1: No, father, you can't. I can do anything!
5: I'm king! And I will stop at nothing, Chonkweef! You understand? Nothing! To ensure that the brawn people are the only people that ever walk this Earth like it's meant to be. That's why I sacrificed
4: your brother! No, how could you have sacrificed him? He didn't kill him, it was an
2: Accident? Marie? Yes, that's right, Gary. Me and Subguatic are lovers. We always have been, even when we were married. I'm sorry, but I just needed a man with more ambition. You had to become boring and drab, frankly. Yes,
5: that's right, Gary. I have been lampooning your wife this whole time.
1: <laughs> How could you have killed Simsy, Father? This is a shocking revelation beyond compare. Oh, I am too sad to speak. Chop, Queen. Chonkweef!
4: Zimzik! Chonkweef! Chonkweef! I became a monster for you, Marie. I completely lost touch with my true self. How could you... how could you be with this bastard?
2: Yes, I can see that, Gary. All skin and bones, eh? Not like my nice big flabby brown boy on his chair over there. (laughs) Ha 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 ha!
5: Yes! Look at you! So thin you are almost a piece of paper! PATHETIC!
1: Just give up, father! You have nothing more to gain! Even if you kill us, the people have seen your true colours. You have no more supporters and no more allies. What else do you have to gain? What are you talking about, Chonkweef? I'm the king!
4: The cameras have been filming everything, Subquatica. What?
1: No, they haven't.
2: Yes, they have, father. You,
1: you're you're tricking
5: me! marie Check the camera!
2: What do I have to be looking for, Subkotka?
5: Uh, a, a red. a blinking light?
2: Subby, what have I told you about talking to me like that, oh. eh? It won't get that task done any faster. Just look for the fucking
5: light! Mm-hmm.
2: Unbelievable. Right, yes, there is a red light on.
5: Oh, fuck.
2: What? What does it mean? It means all of
5: Prawn Island knows my secret!
2: That we collaborated together to assassinate your son so you could be justified in invading England? No!
5: No one gives a shit about Zimzi. That I... was repeatedly intimate... with a disgusting human. It will ruin me.
1: Step down from the throne, Father! We can end this without bloodshed. Let me lead our people into a new age. Remove your crown and leave with grace.
5: Oh, all right. What's the point in it now? It won't be any fun anyway. In truth, I've become quite tired of being king. It's so much work, and everyone wants things all the time. You won't need to worry about me anymore. I'll slink away to some depressing corner of the world and then return to eating, shitting, and drinking myself into an early grave.
2: Oh, no, you don't, mister. You promised me the world.
5: (sighs) Look, Marie, I'm really tired, okay? Why don't you just get back with Gary?
4: I don't want Marie, Subquatica. My heart belongs to someone else.
1: What?
4: Chongqueef. I have loved you since I met you. I am fixated by your beautiful, beady eyes. You took a shell of a man, and you showed that shell how to feel again. Feelings I never knew I could. And that is why, in front of the world, Chonquif, I want you to be my queen. And together, me and you can bring the prawn people into a new age.
5: Right, um, I'm fucking
4: off then. There's no one else I'd rather be with. Oh,
1: Gary. Yes, yes, yes. I accept your offer. You have made me the happiest prawn in this entire prawn world. <laughs> and now, foot for my official degree as queen of the prawn people.
4: Go get him, my love.
1: <laughs> people of Prawn Island... It is me, your new queen, Chung As we speak, my husband and your king is deactivating the nuclear missiles. It is time, my friends, my people, to return to the oceans where we belong. Under the tyranny of King Subquatica, our lands have become more filthy. We have forgotten the rest of our brothers and sisters who still live under the sea. And in this apathy, we have only added to the pollution. We, in the actions of our king, have become too tyrannical. So now, we will give the humans their space, their homes, and we shall take our old place in the ocean. Where we can feel the wet sun under the pincers The gentle swaying of the tide And the hop from pebble to pebble to pebble And while you, my people, are below the waves Me and Gary We'll work together to make the oceans clean The trees glow big And the stars shine once more The ocean layer has to be
5: Leaderless! Leaderless! You are leaderless! Fuck the prawn people! Fuck the prawn people!
4: Five years! Our people were slaves to you! Prostitutes to you! You made us live in our filth! You called us filth, and now you are leaderless. Humankind does not need to be weak anymore. We can take control, they are lost. Rise up against the prawn bastards. Take back your homes. You better run. You better fucking run. End transmission.
2: Suppose that was the outcome you wanted then. Yeah. The prawns, they're all running back to the ocean.
4: Just as I expected. They're returning to their nest.
2: But they're just going to try to invade again, Gary.
4: That's why I've dropped nukes on the ocean. You know, it's a simple game of chess. I started as a pawn, but I made my way to the end of the board. I made their king surrender, I killed their queen and I destroyed every piece on the board. Checkmate.
2: Gary! Gary, have you ever had a radiation sickness? How about genocide? You've committed a war crime, Gary! A WAR CRIME! Also, you've obliterated all sea life! Did you ever think about what that will do to Britain's fishing industry? This could put us in a new dark age, Gary.
4: Maybe, but we'll be free.
6: Wonderful, thank you guys. So that's our end. Amazing. Very well performed. Fab work. Wonderful guy. music from our boy Ollie. Yeah, and live performed design. music. Good Absolutely. job. Absolutely. Um no, yeah, so we always knew it was going to be nuking the ocean. <laughs> <Yeah. That's laughs> from from the beginning we
3: always <laughs> wanted Gary to nuke the ocean.
6: Yeah. That's the, the only logical way.
3: It was the only thing that made sense because you know, I think there's an intrinsic Culture of self destruction, really, that permeates through us as Brits. You know, yeah. I definitely have it. I'm sure you have it, Norton. Uh, Ollie definitely has it. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, I have it too.
3: <laughs> Even Mariana has yeah. it. Um, and, you know, I, th- I think that is the essence of it, isn't it? That, you know, you do get the sense that, in a way, we would rather nuke all the fish in the, <laughs> the sea. The world's just already fucked. Just let, us, really, <laughs> let us live in like a harmony. <laughs> that's well, yeah. more humanely viable. We don't
6: like being told what to do. We no. Want fags and beer. <laughs> we want fags and, fags and, and we beer. Yeah, really. We want
4: to get drunk. We want chocolate. We, yeah, we want need ch-
3: chocolate. five <laughs> five units of chocolate, and that's it. So, guys, what 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 are your any any thoughts? Any, and, thoughts? any yeah, fi- you know any little of bits Jeff. of? and statements and I mean language.
2: you killed me off there's not much to say we only <sighs> killed
6: one of you off
2: that's yeah, true that that's was true. very <laughs> great
3: multi-performance half, half of you <laughs>
6: jumping from Marie half to Tronquiv back to Marie again yeah that was sometimes. tough yeah so, that
4: was yeah. good I don't Thank know about you guys. guys but like when I read this this script when you gave it to me like I got towards the end I was eating dinner and I was watching TV and I looked down at the script and I got to the third act and uh, the third act sorry the, uh, the fourth scene and uh, I jump. I literally jumped out of my chair when he was like when it's like when he fucking shot Chunky if I was like, <laughs> I just,
3: just like oh coming. my god yeah. we always like the idea that like Gary was just like a cruel terrorist
6: we <laughs> had to, <laughs> to cut out a sex scene yeah, we were going to put a
3: sex Chun-Kui. scene between Gary and Chunky yeah. oh, it, it was very it intimate during the the desert eagles the and the bugger holes. holes it was very
4: so awesome. well, <laughs> so it did happen
0: it
6: definitely happened
3: it definitely happened at one point uh, Sam, what what would you say was like the difference between writing this script and writing Bigger Than Fish? Like, Ooh. how
6: how did that That's a good change question, for you, Max? Uh, well, uh, I feel like with Bigger Than Fish, it was uh it was a it was a process of quite a lot of it was just. Uh, was just like having fun with character interactions Mm. whereas with this one we were a lot more plot focused in terms of like we had to get Gary and Chonquive in this frame room we had to understand how he was going to nuke everyone we had to set up the prawn like all the prawn stuff so it was a lot of stuff that we had to build and set up so it was a lot of plot stuff as opposed to the last script which, which was, was all, all about like oh the first scene is 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 just curtis on his own second scenes Curtis and, and uh chimp Flam. third scenes Curtis and his mum and fourth scene is the goo yeah and that, yeah, that yeah. was literally all it's the planning go. we had into <laughs> it. whereas yeah. with this it's not even that it's like Oh, the first scene we've got to establish blank, blank, blank. Mm. We've got to establish they've got human costumes, they go on holiday. Yeah. Oh, we've got to establish like the monarchy the nukes. Got chunk if we've, we've got to establish that Gary now kills people. There's yeah. A lot of things that we had to just sort of leak in there. And yeah, uh, that was a general It was like, it was, kind of, ho- it was yeah. a bit
3: more difficult, wasn't it? Yeah, I it think. was, yeah. It's it's like was. it's much harder because we we knew that we wanted the environment to be more of the we were try what we're trying to do here and this is just like you know just some fun script you know all of these projects are just like us having as much fun as we can but we were trying to see if you could convey an environment through audio Yes. Um. And like, get a sense of a world through audio, and then like, be able to surprise people with the ending. Which I don't know. It might. Yeah. Be, it, I have no idea whether we did that or not. Let us know. Yeah. Send us an email. Us nitpicks know. and uh, nitpicks inquiries. <laughs> yeah.
6: Because uh, I, I, I think it was a sort of for us. We really felt it came together sort of at the ends because mm. then we know that Gary has had this sort of like glue huffing like plan <laughs> <Yeah>. to just <sighs> obliterate all the problems <laughs> from the beginning and absolutely I think once that comes in it sort of makes sense from the beginning
3: it, it yeah. does feel like tied together it no, does so feel like,
6: I like I, it, it ends with Marie and Gary as well yeah
3: that's a really yeah. nice thing because what what I found is like this script feels mu- i there were, it was very different frames of mind where we wrote each scene in a way and each scene is like informed by a lot very different media actually which i don't think is necessarily like an issue about the script because yeah. i think it, it there's there's a, there's plenty there's enough bringing it together Surprised by it felt
6: like it's it felt quite south park like at times yes that's and right and so i think it does come across quite pythony at times as well
3: yeah maybe yeah yeah it's like, it's very much it's not so much like Character humor is more just like, well, I guess it is. Subquatica is like a funny character to play off of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
6: Um, Because it's interesting. Because
3: Subquatica is like based off Robert Baratheon as well. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We just based him off Robert Baratheon. Very
6: good. Very good. Take me to see
3: how you performed, Max.
6: (laughs) Uh, You really did. Jump into Subquatica. I love him, yeah, yeah. 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 If we ever did that's a... That's why we didn't kill him. Yeah, so that's like, a, The one thing <laughs> just is. Right, fucking everything. Because we and
3: Sam always like to prep for a potential sequel for every script, just because, you know, we're forward thinkers. <laughs> we're futurists, yeah. what can I say? But, like, if we ever did a sequel, we'd probably center it around
5: Subquatica because <laughs> he's just <laughs> the funniest character to us. He's yeah. just so funny to do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, I've eaten so much chicken. <laughs> gains, mate. Gains. Yeah, chicken
3: <laughs> gains, that's right. Um, as big as an expensive fridge
6: yeah I mean how are we doing for time Jack Right, I think it's time to end the podcast. We <laughs> yeah. have more movies to talk about. We had about, so many
3: more films, but we can bring them back up into the mini episode if need be. Yeah, it's all right. chill. Yeah, 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 it's all chill. So, thank you so much for listening, Thank everyone. you very much, everyone. Thank it's you. Been we hope thank you Pat, enjoyed please. A simple game of chess. Another thank you to our performers and sound designer Ali McCauley uh, And thank you to so you, Max Thank you. For my, your work <laughs> on that. You know, I'm your friend and I'm going to be here with you all the time. Every day. Every single day, every, every night. Yeah, that's right. So, do we have something yes we have
6: my Mother is a Fish by Pushpin to end the podcast. So that's my go. Good, give yeah. them, go give them some love on Spotify. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Check yeah. them out. They're, they're a good band and the song is aptly fit to a simple game of chess. Thank, Thank you so much. I hope you enjoy. Thank it. you. Bye-bye. Bye.